Live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Spikerman, fly ball into left, that ball's hit well, back to the warning track, to the wall, and this series starts with a home run! Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Here's the 3-1. Line drive deep into left field. That ball's rocketed out of here. It's a two-run homer for Peyton Graham. And the Sooners are in front in Lubbock. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Here's the 1-2 to Squires. Fly ball deep left field. If this is fair, it's gone. It is a home run. It's a home run. A two-run shot for Brett Squires, and it's home run derby in Lubbock. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Right-hand batter's box, and the first pitch is swung on and popped up. Foul territory, playable. It'll be Blake Robertson that reaches, makes the catch, and then flips into the Notre Dame dugout, and he hung on to the ball! He hung on to the ball! Unbelievable! He punts it, first base side, it's a squeeze. There'll be a throw to first, and it's wild! It's down the line! A run scores! Jimmy headed to third, the ball is loose, they're going to wave him home, the throw goes into third base, Jimmy scores, and Clark is safe! and fires. Got him! Swinging! And you can unhitch the wagon! The Sooners are in the catbird seat in Omaha! Final score on a Sunday night! It's Oklahoma 6 and Notre Dame 2! Alright, good morning everyone. Hour 2, T-Row in the morning show on a Monday, June 20. Live in Omaha! Where the Sooners are 2-0, and folks. This is the ref, the home of Sooner fans. Brought to you every day by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. i got to tell you, it is uh, summertime. A lot of you guys are getting out and uh, having fun at the lake or uh, on the acreage, whatever the uh, case may be. you got to try these CF Motos. These CF Motos are unbelievable fun. I think Teddy's got one of these. I know he, uh, he had one for a time. CF Moto... With CF Moto, you've got the power to conquer more. From Rocky Creek beds, which I know, Drake, you you ride around on a lot of Rocky Creek beds, to colossal mud pits, to wooded mountainsides, our high-performance vehicles rip through the toughest terrain with these. Outfitted with custom-designed, liquid-cooled, four-stroke engines. I have no idea what that means, but it sounds awesome. And an unmatched assortment of standard features. Our ATVs, we're talking about CF Motos, and side-by-sides do more than just crush trailheads, Drake. Whether you're looking for the ultimate adrenaline rush or a heavy-duty utility machine, you can take on anything with CF Moto. And you can get them at our friends at Extreme Outdoor Equipment in Newcastle and Goldsby or at XOEOK.com. Check them out. Uh, They are awesome, and they come in... A lot of different varieties depending on what size you need, um, what you're going to do with them. Super cool. CF Motos at Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Okay, 
Let's uh, let's let you know who won our golfer giveaway first before I uh, move on down the line. Uh, so I probably saw less of this golf major than any golf major in a long, long time, Drake, just because of all the ball uh, and the family being in town this weekend and everything. I did see a little here and there. I caught a little, but not a lot, and certainly not a lot yesterday. I, the winner was Matthew Fitzpatrick. Um. Will Zalatoris again uh, finishes right there. He was runner-up in the playoff at Southern Hills, and he finishes T2 again yesterday at a birdie putt to try to force a playoff on the 18th, and it just missed. Oh, I thought it was going to go. So uh, Scheffler, Scotty Scheffler actually finished second in our contest. He and Zalatoris tied at 500 par, but – Scheffler had the better final round. However, Drake, for some reason, I did not give away Will Zalatoris. Oh, no. I have looked. I have relooked. I am befuddled as to how this has happened. But I did not give away Will Zalatoris. Now, this is not quite like you guys not giving away like first, second, and third place uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, hold on, British that was Open. that was uh, TJ's uh, pairings that he had put together. Okay. So, <laughs> hang on. So, what you're telling me is, yeah, yeah. it's TJ. Yep, there we go. There we go. It took me too long to get there, but I got there. Yeah. yeah. Um. So let's 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 go here. First place goes to Brian in BA. Brian in Broken Arrow had Matthew Fitzpatrick. Brian, congratulations. You are the winner of a round of golf for four at the OU Jimmy Austin Golf Club. That is a big-time prize. You can take a foursome out there and have a great day of golf at one of Oklahoma's preeminent golf courses, the OU Jimmy Austin Golf Club. Brian in BA. Write this down, Drake. You're going to need to know these things. Okay? Yep. Brian in BA had Matthew Fitzpatrick. He is our grand prize winner. Golf for four for him. Second place, Scotty Scheffler. That goes to Kyle and Norman. Kyle and Norman had Scotty Scheffler. He wins a free round of golf for two. A pair of you can go out there and uh, play the Jimmy. Kyle and Norman. Congratulations. You are our second-place winner. Now, Will Zalatoris finished third, but like I said, I, I just boneheadedly, I guess. I don't know why I didn't give him away, Drake. It's uh, unthinkable. So we skip to the next guy, which is Hideki Matsuyama. Hideki Matsuyama finished in fourth place, so we'll give the third-place prize to Joshua Inowaso. Joshua in Owasso had Hideki Matsuyama. Joshua, you get a free round of golf, one free round of golf at the Jimmy. So there you go. Uh, Brian in Broken Arrow, Kyle in Norman, and Joshua in Owasso are our winners of our U.S. Open OU Jimmy Austin Golf Club golfer giveaway. We've got one major left, and I've got good news, Drake. The British Open at Royal St. Andrews will take place while I am on vacation. Oh, no. 
Oh, no. So start preparing the spreadsheet oh, now, Drake. Oh, gosh. You and TJ have a chance to redeem yourself for last year's butchered golfer giveaway. A chance to bounce back this year. Was it um, last year? I think that was, it was a few years ago that that happened, wasn't it? I don't know. It's fresh in my mind, so I, maybe, maybe it was. Because Matsuyama was one of them that we did not give away. I, I remember that for sure, and he was the one that had won <laughs> the major. And I, was, I remember thinking back to it, and TJ had made his own list up. He was very confident. He gave away uh, Brad Dalkey for the U.S. Open. And I thought, I was like, why are you giving away Dalkey? And I was looking at who it all was left, and uh, Matsuyama was there. I was like, surely Matsuyama won't win it. And, of course, he goes out and wins it, and yeah. You cannot tell TJ that this happened, though. You know that, Oh, he knows. We talked about it last week. Oh, you did? Yeah, well, you were sleeping in. Because you're uh, a child and can't get up early. Whoa, 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 whoa. We talked when, about it. When did you you talked about it Thursday morning? Uh, I what? don't know what morning it was, but but he he goes, please tell me you're not going to be gone for the British Open. Well, I think we talked about it the day we gave away the golfers. So probably Wednesday. That you didn't give away Zalatoris. The day I didn't give away Zalatoris. That's okay. right. Um, and he was like, oh no, you're going to be gone. So. The, the, the bad thing is the British Open is the hardest because the British Open has a ton of guys you've never heard of before who are really good golfers. They just don't play on this tour, and inevitably you look at the leaderboard at the British Open and you're like, who are all these guys? You know. So good luck. Good luck to you guys. Uh, that's in less than a month's time we will be giving away. All you right. will be giving away. I'm after I'm after give a give a call to Jenny and see if we can get that uh vacation moved. So, I'm sorry, Toby. Well, I do need to update you on that because uh, we did have an emergency family meeting over okay, the weekend. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh the uh, flooding taking place at Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. And we have uh decided to stay the course. We are still headed to uh Mont- Montana. Uh so with or without a trip to Yellowstone, we are uh, staying the course on uh, family vacation plans. So there you go. So there's, there's been no establishment of uh, any alternatives if the park is still very much shut down. Well, it was going to be like one part of our vacation. Okay. Like we're staying – uh, outside of Yellowstone, gotcha. and what for a day or maybe two, we were going to go down into Yellowstone and peek around, mm-hmm. see if we could find us a bear or a bison, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what you do down in Yellowstone. Right. You just kind of, hello, anybody here? Any bison walking? You know, that's kind of thing. So we might do that. It looks like they are reopening parts of the park. However, I don't think they're reopening the part where we're going to be closest to. The entrance we're going to be closest to. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see, Drake. But anyway, we're still going to see uh, some cool things. And we're going to – we've decided Pey- it's Peyton's vacation. Mm-hmm. And so, we've de- he, wants to, he wants to go see that part of the United States of America, this grand old land of ours. 
And I, some, uh, so we're going to stay the course. Somebody had texted in. I uh, forgot to mention it. It's something that I should have known because I've been there. But um, there is a pretty good alternative. I don't know which side of Yellowstone you're going to stay on, if it was the south side or not. But uh, Teton National Park is absolutely The Grand Teton. Yeah. We're not going to be near there. Okay. But thank you for the suggestion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, maybe we'll maybe we'll just – you can't just swing around. Like, you can't just, like – I was going to go in this entrance of Yellowstone, but maybe mm-hmm. I'll – it's not like a baseball stadium, you no. know, where the left field entrance is closed, so why don't I drive by the – I'll go in the home plate entrance. It's a, it's a, it's a fairly large park. It break. is, but uh, you do have a decent amount of time to try to uh, turn this boat around a little bit too, so – you mean go on a different vacation? Well, I'm saying uh, alternative make, plans. Yes, yes. I got you. I got you. I, I think you're getting me and TJ confused. You know, TJ's the one on the boat, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. That's true. That's true. All right, very good. Hey, how, how about this though? Uh, two of the winners from the uh, new thing that I learned this morning that you talked the nine one eight nine one eight. How about that? Uh, Sooners win it here 6-2 to two last night over Notre Dame. I want to hear your thoughts, Sooner Nation. Oklahoma in the uh, catbird seat now, which I looked up last night exactly what a catbird seat is, and I was very pleased to find that it was uh, – nobody really knows, but it's a phrase that Red Barber frequently used when referring to a baseball team being in a good position. Red Barber, the longtime former voice of the Brooklyn Dodgers, preceded Vin Scully, legendary broadcaster. And just to find out that it was a kind of a baseball-originated term made my heart happy a little bit. So Sooners in the catbird seat, they are 2-0. They are within one win of the championship series. So when we come back, I want to play a little postgame for you, and I want to lay out the bracket what the rest of this week looks like potentially for Oklahoma here in Omaha. We'll be back. Wake up with Toby Rowland, the T-Row in the morning show. Weekdays from 6 to 8 a.m. It's what a sports show sounds like when people remember to have fun. Oh, my God! Toby! Toby's getting held back by security! T-Row and TJ on the home of Sooner fans. Welcome back. T-Row in the morning show. Hour two on this Monday morning. Happy uh, Juneteenth to those of you that are celebrating it here on June 20th. It's Hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. It's brought to you by the great people at Saxon Realty Group. That's Terry and Jackie Saxon at Saxon Realty Group. They can help save you thousands in listing commissions when they sell help you sell your phone. Phone. Your home. Hmm. <laughs> Give them a call on the phone at 405-361-3380. Or visit SaxonRealtyGroup.com. See how it is. They can help save you thousands in listing commissions with their one-time $8.99 listing fee. That's right. One-time $8.99 listing fee. You get the same great realty service that you would from any other realtor, except you will save thousands in listing commissions whenever you sell your home. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line, T-Row. Go ahead. Uh, first off, it uh, says, Toby, we want to know your overall thoughts and experiences of being at the Men's College World Series so far. Is this what you expected? Glad to see a big Sooner presence. Uh, it's great. Uh, so, yesterday, no, 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 uh, Monday, 
No, no, God, what, what day is today? Monday? Saturday. I don't know what day of the week is. Yeah, no joke, man. I, I, I'm going on like three weeks now having no idea what city I'm in or what day it is when I wake up. Saturday was the day between games, right? Yes, no, Saturday. We uh, walked around Home Run Village and Fan Fest and everything here, and it is uh, it's super cool. I mean, first off, the whole town. This is you know this is what Omaha is known for. This is they embrace it. The whole city is uh, any restaurant you go to, anywhere you go, it's all about the College World Series. They got signage on the wall and pennants and flags and. Uh, you know, we're in a team hotel that ironically houses two teams here. The Hilton in Omaha has Oklahoma and Notre Dame. So the lobby at all times is just packed with people from those two fan bases and more that are hanging out and eating and socializing and drinking and listening to music and Anytime the team, anybody from the team walks through the hotel, everybody's cheering for them and everything. And so that's super cool. And then, um, you know, the Home Run Village, it seems like miles of T-shirts and hats and uh, all kinds of souvenirs and fan fest and interactive activities. And and it's more than I – mean, obviously there are thousands of people here from the eight teams that qualified, but there's a ton of people here that are – wearing the colors of teams that aren't here you know they just they come to vacation in omaha they want to come be a part of this baseball disneyland and um you know it's super cool i I could see where if you don't love baseball perhaps as much as you and i do drake where maybe you wouldn't be as enthralled by it but i'm absolutely enthralled like i every game I'm still waiting for some drama in the games. Last night's OU game was the closest thing we've had to kind of some late-game drama so far, and we're six games in. We've had some blowouts, but every pitch of every game and all the fans, and it's just a blast, man. I mean, the whole – everywhere you go, it's all about the College World Series. And and how they – you know, just behind the scenes, it's first class. I mean, they operate this thing – first class from taking care of the media to taking care of the teams to taking care of the fans it is really done well and so yes it has lived up to my expectations my hopes and uh i'm glad we get to stay for for a few more days this is very very cool yeah the way that you talk about it really reminds me of the way that tj had always talked about the all-star weekend with major league baseball in terms of it's Uh just it's just a ton of baseball fans that all pile into one city that it doesn't really matter what player is there for their team or if their team's any good that season they are going to be there and they're going to just take in all the festivities all of the uh events that former players are going to attend and autograph sessions stuff like that it it just it's one of those weekends that I it's always fascinated me as a big baseball fan and I am uh I'm extremely happy for you that you're being able to finally take it in as a play by play guy because it it's well, it's been <laughs> it's been over a decade that you've been in that seat now and have yet to That's right. had gotten not gotten that opportunity yet. So it's awesome that you're able to do that and everything. I'm very jealous all at the same time. 
<laughs> uh, if anyone's ever been to a Final Four, that's the closest comparison okay. I could make is how it just completely takes over a city and every restaurant you go in, every store you go in, every hotel you walk by, everywhere you go, it is nothing but fans. And, um, you know, it makes the waits for a table and all that kind of stuff a little longer. But you really don't care because, you, know, you know, you're at something cool. So it's, uh, it's very neat. I am definitely a little lighter in the wallet <laughs> after uh, that Saturday souvenir trip that we took. <laughs> I heard but, uh, I heard you and Taylor talking about that in the uh, pregame before uh, the uh, game one against A and M, and him talking about how he got like basically one piece of apparel for every like body part. Basically, it's like yeah, I even got some uh, <laughs> a pair of underwear that says College World Series on it. So I got to tell you, I uh, I have never loved my wife more than I love her this weekend too because. I have seen, you know, they made it on TV on game one. Somehow the cameras found mm-hmm. my family. Unhitch the wagon. And, yeah, my son was wearing the Unhitch the Wagon shirt. My wife was wearing it. My wife's brought the big OU flag with her from our house that we hang out front for big games and stuff. She's waving it. And, like, they are into it, man. Like, I mean, they are into it. They're watching... All of the other games beside the OU games, we come back, we're, we're discussing strategies after the game. Why did they run here? What were they thinking? I can't believe he blew that call, all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like openly weeping in my soul thinking this is like, uh, I've never loved you more, sweetheart. This is beautiful. Now, she capped it off last night after Texas got eliminated, the first team sent home. I was in the radio booth getting ready for our game, and she was down uh, doing some more shopping at uh, Home Run Village and sent me a photo of a rack of Texas shirts that had been put out on a 50% off discount. And she sent me a picture of – she thought that was funny that they had put all of the Texas shirts on 50% discount since they were now out of the College World Series. And I thought, God, I love this woman so much. (laughs) (laughs) She gets it. (laughs) She's sending me pictures making fun of Texas. Uh, It's a beautiful thing. Uh, Let's see. A few more here on the text line, T-Row. Toby, why do do these uh, college players put on a baking mitten after they reach base? That's from Terry and Dewey. Uh, That's to try to prevent broken fingers and other injuries while swiping bags and base running and everything, right? Yeah, it's not just a college thing. They do it in the pros now, yeah. too. This is something that started within the last uh, five, five, seven years or so, yeah. maybe, in baseball. It's, uh, uh, yeah, if you slide head first, and a lot of these guys do, it's uh, trying to steal second base or third or whatever, um, you lead with one hand usually over the other. And a lot of times you get caught in a cleat or you get you know, it's bent sideways on a bag or whatever. You can easily break a finger. And um, so that's an effort. Th- those things are fortified inside. It's not, it's not a uh, you know like an oven mitt where there's nothing in there. There's a little structure inside those mitts, like almost like a caging, if you will, a light caging, so that um, you know it tr- it's trying to prevent injuries. It's an injury prevention, um, you know, mechanism. 
is what it is. How about the gash wel- that uh, and Peyton Graham got last night? And and welcome to the college baseball season. Yeah, Texas. yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, that was nasty, wasn't it? Yeah, slid right over that guy's cleat. Jeez, yeah, that was gross. Uh. Do we go with Bennett on Wednesday, or is it going to be Sandlin? I would think it would be Sandlin with them basically treating it like a bullpen day on Friday. What are your thoughts, Dero? I think it will definitely be David Sandlin on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, the question is, what happens if you go to Thursday? Yeah. So the if necessary game would be Thursday. Um, <coughs> excuse me. If they lose Wednesday, they'll play an if-necessary game Thursday. And that's the intriguing question for me. Uh, you you know, you could throw Jake Bennett there. He will have had enough rest because he pitched on Friday this past week. However, if you do, then you probably burn him for a potential championship series. But you you got to get to that series for it to matter. So I would think Jake would be an option I don't think it's the most likely option but an option uh they started Trevin Michael for a game in uh Gainesville if you wanted to make sure you get off to a a good start you wanted to throw him out there in a starting role and and see if he can get three or four innings for you to get you out in front that might be a, a good option and Chaz Martinez is a good option. Chaz started several games early in the season. I think it would a lot depend on the opponent. You know, if if you got a team, either A and M or Notre Dame, and the and the stats show you, the analytics show you that they struggle more versus lefties over righties, then that could factor into whether you went with a Chaz Martinez or a Trevin Michael. I, I think it would be pretty unlikely that Jake Bennett would uh, would be the guy. Um, you'd be rushing him back on a day's short rest, and again, you'd be burning him for a potential championship series. And I know you got to get there, but I think it would – my hunch would be that that would be unlikely. So hopefully David Sandlin can go on Wednesday and get the job done, and then you're lined up perfectly. Then you're golden because you uh, don't play again till Saturday. Uh, let, me, let me quickly lay out the schedule for the week because I tease that, and then we'll get to a break. Today will be uh, what happened yesterday but on the other side of the bracket. So we'll have an elimination game at 1 o'clock today. We're down to seven teams, okay? Texas is out. Elimination game will get us down to six teams today. It'll be Auburn against Stanford at 1 o'clock. Losers out. Winner's bracket game tonight on the other side of the bracket. 6 o'clock, it'll be an SEC West showdown. Arkansas and Ole Miss, that'd be a good game. Those are two teams playing really good ball right now. Then on Tuesday, two more elimination games. We will be down to four teams by the end of Tuesday. Uh, The first game on Tuesday at 1 o'clock will be that Texas A&M-Notre Dame game. One of those teams will be bounced. Then there'll be another elimination game for the other side of the bracket Tuesday night. And Oklahoma plays again on Wednesday at 1 p.m. now. 1 p.m. They'll play the winner of Tuesday's Texas A&M-Notre Dame game. And OU needs one win, and the opponent will need two wins to get into the championship series. So if OU wins Wednesday, 
That's it. They don't play again till the championship series on Saturday. If OU loses on Wednesday, they would turn around and play again at 1 o'clock on Thursday in a uh, winner-take-all game from bracket A. And uh, the winner of that would advance to Saturday's game one of the championship series. There are no scheduled games right now on Friday. Now, weather could intervene, and uh, there's a little bit of a buffer day there in case we need it to keep everything on track. But according to the schedule, if we stay on track, there will be no games played on Friday. That is a day of rest to get ready for the championship series. So just let me focus in on the Sooners now. That was a bunch. OU doesn't play now till Wednesday, 1 o'clock. If they lose, they'll play again Thursday at 1 o'clock. If they win Wednesday or Thursday, they are into the championship series, which will start Saturday night. Championship series goes Saturday night, Sunday afternoon, if necessary, Monday night. Monday night would be the last possible day of baseball here in Omaha. Uh, so there you go. They are guaranteed now to be in the Final Four. Now, that Thursday start time, that, that's, yes, one, that's, that's 1 o'clock regardless. That's not – now if there's nah. – because I think that they have it as a flex schedule that day. If yeah, there's not you're enough, right. If there's another game, uh, like let's say that Arkansas wins out and there's not That's a necessary right. game there, I think that they want that one game uh, in prime time. Yeah, right. You're right, Drake. You're right. You're absolutely right, Drake. It's not. It'll be uh, depending on if there's one or two games that day. So you're, it could be at one. It could be at six. If uh, if they're around on Thursday, that well done by you. Uh, but we know Wednesday will be at 1. The Wednesday game will be a 1 o'clock start. Um, all right, break time. Uh, let's hit some audio post-game reaction after a 6-2 to win over Notre Dame last night when we come back. Stream at home. Shop the latest ref gear. Read the latest issues of Boyd Street or 19th Street Magazine. And listen to the podcast for your favorite ref shows. Just visit the all-new KREF.com website. All right, Toby and Drake back with you. I'm in Omaha. Let's hit a little bit of the postgame presser last night. Sooners are 2-0 and here, and they beat Notre Dame last night 6-2. to Here's them after the game. Let's go to the press conference and, room uh, down here really for the Sooners. Solid first inning. Played really good defense. Had really competitive at-bats offensively. And uh, just a team full of Davids. I mean, you look at what uh, uh, Reggie said at best meeting at the end. Uh, Godman coming in at the end. I mean, the guy hadn't thrown. Facing giant, he hadn't thrown in a while, come in and did what he did. And Sebastian, you know, buying his time, getting a pinch hit here everywhere. And all of a sudden, Brett Squires gets hit uh, gets hit the other day and breaks his hand. He comes in. I think our kids were more excited for those two guys than they were winning the game. And that's the culture of our team. They care for each other so much, and I'm really proud of them. Um, hats off to Notre Dame. I mean, they had a really good club. Navigating through their lineup is tough. So it's uh, – um, here we are. Okay. Uh, questions for the student athletes first, and uh, we'll start right up here. Yep. Question for Cade. Uh, name and affiliation, me. remember. Yep. Hang on. <laughs> I threw my throat here for a second. Uh, question for Cade. John Hoover from All Sooners. Um, the first pitch of the game, Blake goes into the dugout to catch a ball. You saw that happen last week as well in, uh, in, at Virginia Tech. Um, how much did that settle you down, if at all? And then the defense that began to be played behind him. Yeah, I mean, 
um, I mean, that that was a spectacular play. Um, and I feel like I'm honestly at this point starting to get spoiled by uh, all these great catches. But, no, that did settle me down and, and um, make me more comfortable. Uh, this defense behind me is is incredible. Um, Wally's always making plays. Tanner's making plays. KP, um, Blake tonight, PG. They they all make great plays for me, and, and that that makes it easy um, to challenge up the hitter. So. Okay, right here. Give it up, Aaron, right behind you. Aaron Fit, D1 Baseball. Cade, it looked like you had a lot of success with, well, I guess all your stuff tonight, but uh, it looked like it was a slider and a curveball going. Uh, just curious if you could kind of take us through the development of uh, your arsenal as you worked your way back uh, from surgery this spring. Yeah, this slider, um, I developed it um, Tuesday to, or Tuesday prior to the Big 12 championship uh, game. And Ben Abram is the one that really helped me um, develop that, and he gave me the confidence to throw it in the game, and, and it's been working ever since. Okay, over here. Eddie Rodosovich, centerscoop.com. Uh, Tanner, just about your two-strike approach. Uh, it seems like you guys have been really hot and done really well swinging the bats with two strikes right now. Yeah, um, you know, that's kind of our motto. We want to we battle for our team, um, especially with, you know, uh, runners on and scoring position and stuff like that. You know, we a lot of us, I mean, I know I do uh, choke up a little bit, you know, just try to keep it short. And, you know, at that point, that, that at-bats for your team, you know, with two strikes. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what we try to do, we just try to put it in play. And uh, I was able to do that today. Why did you respond to? Yeah, with two strikes, I obviously from both sides of the plate have a, a similar approach. The left side and right side choke up and just try and battle and fight for good pitches and just see one pitch at a time and then see where the ball goes and go from there. Okay, we have a question for the Zoom. Please give your name and affiliation and ask your question, please. Justin Martinez, um, and, uh, Wallace, you're one of the few freshmen on this team that's really had a big impact for you guys this year. I mean... Just at what point did you kind of realize that this freshman class was going to be able to have the type of impact that you guys have had so far? Yeah, I kind of knew whenever we got here in the fall and we all started doing the, the fall ball scrimmages and everything and everyone was competing from, from day one and everybody showed a lot of promise. And I just, from the very beginning, I knew that we had a special class in the making right now. Hey, Jordan. Jordan McAlpin at the Omaha World Herald. Wallace, that fifth inning there, walk me through that bunt and kind of what followed after. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, obviously I got the bunt sign and uh, got the sack bunt with the runner on third, went push side to the first base side and executed it, went in the right spot and then just started running. I saw the ball get past the first baseman and I just took off and a couple guys came across the plate. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, back to Zoom. A name and affiliation, please. Hey, guys. Jenny Carlson with the Oklahoman. Uh, any and all players that would like to talk about this, one more game and you're playing in the championship series. Um, was there a point where you felt like this team did something, got to a point where that was a possibility, where you guys stand on, you know, on the pre precipice of playing for a national championship? Tanner, you start. 
Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I think we've, we've always thought that, um, you know, ever since we, we got started and, and got rolling in, in the Big 12 championship, um, you know, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again is, you know, our thing is we want to, we want to prove people wrong and, and make a statement. And, uh, you know, we were, we were able to do that in regionals and supers and, and we want to do that here. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, to us, it's kind of a, an expectation to do well. Um, and, and we're rolling right now and we're, we're going to keep riding it. Okay. Yeah, to back up Tanner on that, I feel like, you know, with our team, we're good at not looking ahead. We're good at staying in the moment and focusing on winning a pitch instead of, you know, focusing on the, the bigger picture. Um, we focus on the task at hand, and I, I think that's where a lot of our successes came from. Was. Yeah, I also agree with what those guys said. Um, winning the national championship's always been kind of the goal and we've had that in mind from the very beginning and it's not just a new new idea we've even after like a loss in a midweek game in the front half of the season we had talks with skip and reggie and everybody and the the idea behind it was doesn't matter we lost here we're still gonna go win the whole damn thing so <laughs> okay josh calloway allcenters.com uh, for tanner I asked you during the Big 12 tournament about the hot stretch you were on at the time. Well, we're a month later, and it's it's still going. Just put in perspective what this stretch has been like, second half of the season for you. I mean, batting hours climbing toward 400. Just obviously everything is working for it to play. Just can you put in perspective what is going so well right now? Um, you know, I really I really like to keep things simple, you know. Um, you know, I'll get in patterns like this where I can, you know, go on a long stretch and, and do pretty well. But, um, you know, I'm just trying to swing at good pitches and try not, try not to get out of my, out of my zone. Um, you know, I, I think the two-strike approach has been really good for me, re really key for me in the last couple weeks. Um, I think that's, that's helped me um, tremendously. Um, but, yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to hit good pitches and, and do my thing and, and be on time more than anything. Okay, any more questions for the student-athletes? Oh, yeah, we have one more. This will be the end. Yeah, Parker Thune, 24-7 Sports. Uh, well, I want to take you once again back to the squeeze play that turned into two runs and three bases for you. Uh, do you view that type of play as emblematic of this team's approach as a whole, essentially just execute your job and wait for the opponent to blink? Yeah, I do. We, we strive with, um, we emphasize kind of just executing and doing your job, and then once you do that, everything will kind of fall into place, and I was able to do that today. All right, there's a little of what the players had to say after the win last night. We'll hear what Skip had to say coming up in a little bit. Also, Peyton Graham's postgame thoughts. The Sooners are 2-0 and in Omaha. They beat Notre Dame last night 6-2. to We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Call Terry or Jackie at 405-361-3380. Final segment of Hour 2 of the T-Row in the Morning Show on this Monday. Sour the T-Row in the Morning Show, the 7 o'clock hour. It's always brought to you by the great people at Saxon Realty Group, 405-361-3380. Call Terry and Jackie. Saxon, see how it is. They can help save you thousands with their one-time $899 listing fee. Also visit them at saxonrealtygroup.com. That's 405-361-3380. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line really quick before we hit the top of the hour, T-Row. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, hey guys, has anyone else texts about Toby's whip it, whip it. Good conversation during the pregame with Taylor <laughs> yesterday. It was classic. <laughs> I spit my beer out laughing. Nice job, Toby. 
Uh, you guys Thank talk you. about possible pitching strategy scenarios that Skip may go through moving forward through Wednesday and then uh, the finals. You kind of went through that. Um, yeah, I think we hit that. Yeah. I, I, we'll see David Sandlin. Uh, I'm 99% sure we'll see David Sandlin on Wednesday. Uh, the, the curious thing will be what happens if they don't win Wednesday. I think Thursday is really the only decision to make. It, 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 you would love – if you can make it into the championship series to have Bennett in game one, Horton in game two, that's what you would love. But you got to make sure you get there. So, uh, But we'll see David Sandlin on Wednesday, I'm sure. Um, did you know the NCAA rule? Yeah, remember, whoever they play will be on their fourth pitcher because they've got one extra yep. game in here to get there. Yep. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, did you know that the NCAA rules on uh, draft eligibility is based on a player – a student athlete from Bristow, Oklahoma. I didn't. Know I did that. not know that. No, I didn't know that either. I wonder who that is. And uh, somebody on the nine one eight. Yeah, somebody on the text line that's uh, just now checking into OU baseball this year. Uh, what happened at third base when the? Uh, oh no no no, the, that was a different text. Uh, but this is a good question. What happened at third base when the guy uh, dropped the ball, but our runner didn't go back to the bag? Uh, I think that the assumption he assumed that he was already called out, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. How about that crazy play, huh? So, kudos to by the way, the right fielder's got an arm on him, huh? Yeah. Holy wow. cow! Uh, Spikerman can fly. Spikerman's at first. He's always going to go first to third, almost always. Uh, Graham hits a base hit into right field. He goes first to third. And the right fielder's got a hose and throws a seed to third base, and Spikerman's out by 10 steps. But when he hits the glove, the ball comes flying out of the glove. And I don't think Spike knew that. I think he thought he was out. It happened to come flying out of the glove off of Clay Van Hook, the third base coach, and back to the third baseman who noticed that Spikerman wasn't standing on the bag, so he ran over and tagged him. So... Bad luck there for OU. If that ball goes, you know, doesn't hit hook and goes flying into the stands or over by the stands, Spikerman scores. But they got the ricochet, came back and got him. So just bad luck. We'll take a break. Third hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show live at Omaha next. From the gridiron to the hardwood to the diamond, no one covers the Sooners like we do. If it's Sooner Sports, we have you covered 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. This is the home of Sooner fans. 